This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, Episode 16 Centimeter. Today we review the Weird Al Strings Attached Concert at Foxwoods in Mashantucket, Connecticut on July 19th, 2019. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) We did it. You're back. Dave, I I had to do this all by myself last night after Guilford, New Hampshire, but you're back. I'm back. (laughs) I picked a good concert to come back to. Yeah, this is fun. It's good. I don't know what your drive was like from Guilford, New Hampshire, but my drive from New Jersey was long. Lots of traffic, right? Lots of traffic. My GPS kept rerouting us, going different place because of traffic, you know, or resetting because of traffic conditions, and it was all over the place, and then finally we just, like, ended up sitting in traffic. But I think, like, that's just par for the course for Connecticut. It really is. (laughs) I think that every time we come to Connecticut, we, like, budget extra hours just because we know we're going to be sitting in traffic. I think they really just pay people to go sit in their cars <laughs> on the highways. I really do. I think that's like people's jobs here. Well, hey, as long as they're creating jobs, you can't argue <laughs> with it. But um, when it interferes with getting to a Weird Al concert, that's when I have a problem with it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I didn't hit any real traffic until... I got closer to the venue in my hotel, but I, I did want to tell you about my morning before I actually came to Connecticut from New Hampshire. I was staying at a Comfort Inn, and uh, like I, I, I booked it because Hotels.com said it was near the venue, and that was actually 30 minutes outside of the venue. Okay. Um, so I guess technically closer than <laughs> staying at home. Um <laughs> But um, I I went down for the free breakfast because I can't pass up, you know, free breakfast that I actually paid for in the price of my room. (laughs) So I go down and they have like, I'm literally the only person down there and they have one of those waffle makers, which is always like the most decent of choices when you go to a, a hotel breakfast because it's actually hot. It actually gets made in front of you. So I'm, I'm, there's like this dispenser machine and I'm like filling up the little cup so I can pour it into the waffle maker and out of nowhere, like I, I don't, like I didn't see anyone else down there out of nowhere, this like very overly helpful employee shows up and she's like, you don't want to fill it up past that line. Like she starts like (laughs) giving me all these instructions and I was like, okay, thanks. Like I have headphones in. I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to. You know, do my own thing, and uh, I go over to, and start pouring it in, and I'm trying to pour it evenly so it doesn't like squirt out the sides or you know not get all the <laughs> way across. She's like, "You gotta pour it faster. You gotta pour it. like, like, oh my god!" <laughs> and uh, like literally anything I did, the woman like had advice for me, <laughs> like, "Don't grab that muffin with this ear." <laughs> Was so, she the Waffle King? She thought she was. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, after I checked out, um, I went to this place called Fun Spot, which um, advertises itself as the world's largest arcade. And it also kind of reminded me of Fun Zone. So I went to this place, and I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time there. The th- there were three floors. I don't know if it was the biggest arcade in the world. <laughs> it was big, but the you know the first two floors were just like kind of the eh, generic kind of crap that you'd expect from an arcade. 
uh, but the third floor was all classic arcade games and pinball machines. You know the you know Cubert and Pac Man and um, Galaga, like that kind of stuff. But then they had stuff that I'd never heard of. So if I had more time, I would have loved to have played some of those um, really cool old games. Uh, but it was a cool spot. And then I went here to the hotel, <laughs> and then I went to the show. Oh. And, uh, so, so I got to tell you about our hotel. Yeah. We get to we, we're staying at a Motel Six because that's where Frank booked us, um, right off of I ninety five, and it's probably maybe twenty twenty five minutes from the Foxwoods, and uh, it's very convenient off the highway. But we pull into the the parking lot, and I pull up, and there's a guy just hanging out in the middle of the parking lot. So I was like, all right, cool. So I I get out of the car, and he sees my New Jersey license plate. He goes, oh, you're from Jersey. He goes, no, he goes, he goes, where are you from? And I go, New Jersey. He goes, I can see that on your license plate. He goes, why'd you ask me? I'm like, okay. And then, and then uh, he goes, I'm from New Jersey too. I'm like, okay, nice to meet you. And he was obviously drunk. Okay. <laughs> and this is like, or like four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, he's just out in the parking lot of a Motel 6 walking around. And uh, so then he starts talking, uh, he starts trying to talk to me and I'm just like, all right, I just want to go inside. So yeah. I'm making small talk with him and, and just heading towards the door. <laughs> so then I'm going inside to check in and uh, Jackie says that he walked over the car and knocked on the window. Oh my and God. Started talking to oh her. my God. <laughs> so uh, he was harmless. He was, he was friendly enough, but I mean, it was, it was kind of like, oh, what did I get myself into? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really going to get on Frank for this one. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that. Um, and then we headed over to Foxwoods, too. So I think we're caught up now. Actually, uh, we went to Foxwoods before you did. We got there earlier than you did. I was exhausted from my four hours of driving and the, the ten bucks I spent at Fun Spot. So I came <laughs> back here and took a short nap. At Foxwoods, we went out to dinner with uh, some of our listeners and some of our friends. We went to California Kitchen, which is right... Right in Foxwoods, right, right. Actually, it was convenient where we parked. We walked out of the parking deck. We're like, oh, we got to find this California Kitchens, uh, Pizza Kitchen. I don't think it's called California Pizza Kitchen or something like that. And like, we walk off and we look at the map. It's like, oh, it's right here. We like picked the perfect <laughs> spot to to park. And uh, we ate lunch with our friends uh, Sky and Steve, who kind of came from Rhode Island, big Weird Al fans. And uh, we also uh, met up with Johnny O'Hearn and uh, his friend Catherine. So that was uh, nice to kind of have sit down and have be able to eat lunch in the actual <laughs> casino uh, that we were watching the show at. And then um, we headed out after that. Oh, we had some good co- we had a good conversation about the podcast and some of the episodes we were on and and. The, you know, they're really excited to hear what's coming up and that kind of stuff. As we're leaving the California kitchen to head towards the where the venue is, I had no idea where the venue was, so I was just following Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Finally following Johnny because he said he knew where it was. And we ran into you. <laughs> well, yeah, so <laughs> let me tell my version of the story. So I've been to Foxwoods maybe uh, at least half a dozen times, and never once have I known where I was going. <laughs> I never know where to park. Once I'm parked, I never know what to do. <laughs> it is a, a big mystery to me. So I, I you know, followed the GPS. I went in the, the way the GPS suggested, and I found a parking spot, which was right near the elevator, and I went up, and I am um, in the... <laughs> So, you know, I'm just like, I have no idea where I'm going. 
any anytime I've been to a show there, it's always been the Fox Theater. So I just started following signs to the Fox Theater. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't care to look it up. I just assumed that that's where the show was. And as I'm blindly walking around, luckily I, I literally ran into you guys and uh, was able to join up with you guys. And I learned that it was not in the Fox Theater. Uh, it's in the Grand Theater. Yeah. And to make things even more confusing, they have two towers there. <laughs> right. They have the Grand Tower and the Fox Tower, and in the Fox Tower is the Grand Theater, <laughs> and in the Grand Tower is the Fox Theater. So, who so knows? I, so I can't imagine thinking. Right. So I can't imagine why you always are so confused when you go there. <laughs> it was so funny. I, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but as I was leaving, I was like walking back to where my car was, and uh, I, I stopped in a bathroom. And then I, I left the bathroom, and I must have walked the wrong direction because <laughs> as I was walking, I'm like, man, they have a lot of, you know, the same stores. Like, I saw all of these, like, two seconds ago until I realized that I went out the wrong way. Um, yeah, it, it is a big, intimidating, confusing place. So I also ran into, while we were walking over towards the Grand Theater, we ran into Melissa Sullivan and Kevin Gable. Yeah, I, I, um, I knew both of them. I'd never met Melissa before. I met Kevin at the star ceremony last year, and um, he looks <laughs> vaguely like Weird Al. <laughs> he looks a lot like Weird Al. He's got similar hair, and I remember I, I took a picture with him at the star ceremony and talked to him a little bit there. And Melissa, she bought a couple of my uh, Hollywood star pins that I came out with in the past year. I, I get to meet a lot of cool people through selling those pins, so it was cool to uh, meet her in person, finally. Yeah, it was, I was really <clears throat> happy to get to see both of them. I didn't know that either of them were... I guess I kind of assumed that Melissa would be here because she's kind of from uh, Massachusetts area, and this is probably her local show, but I didn't know Kevin was coming, which is really cool. I got yeah. to see him. Yeah, it's um, always great to see. It's always see. great to... To see people that you know, and especially see them unexpectedly when you were, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. <laughs> right. It's really cool. Yeah, um, so you guys went in uh, to the venue. You had VIP, but I still hadn't eaten dinner, so I, I was like off looking for food. I ran into Bob, which is always great to see Bob, and I grabbed some pizza. It was funny. I went over to this like kind of a food court area. And there was this, like, bagel place, and they had, like, egg sandwiches. I'm like, I'll just get an egg sandwich that's easy, that's quick. And I'm waiting in line. There's, like, one person ahead of me. The other places had huge lines. I'm like, this will be great. This will be so fast. And, like, I see how long it takes for this woman to just, like, put in her order of, like, one sandwich. And then there's only one employee, and I see how slowly she's making the sandwich. I was like, I bailed. I just was like, I don't have time for this. So I just went to the Sabaro, and I, I got Sabaro pizza. And that took forever, too, because I had to wait in line to pay for it. Like, the guy gave me the pizza right away. Sorry, Foxwoods, you need to step, hire like two more employees, especially before a big concert, you know, a sold out concert in the Grand Theater, maybe have a couple more people serving pizza and bagels. You can make, you know, I, I would have spent more money at the bagel place. Uh, so then um, before I went in, I had my ticket printed out from the email, but I remembered from when I was at Proctor's, when I worked at uh, a venue, that if people like lost their ticket, sometimes you could they could go up and they could get it printed. So I was like, I'm thinking for the collection, it'd be great to get an actual printed ticket. So I was like, I'll wait in line. I'll see, you know, I'll see what they'll do. You know, it's it's this big, um, you know, maze of uh, what are those called? Stan- Sanchin cues. 
And so I walk all the way around to go in because I didn't want to, like, you know, duck under and just hop in front of people. And so as I'm, like, you know, circling around all these things, a woman does exactly that. She hops under and jumps right in front of me. (laughs) And uh, so I was feeling squirrely, and I was like, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm waiting in line. And she's like, so am I. I was like, "Uh, I just saw you jump (laughs) ahead of me. She's like, why does it matter? We're all going to the same place. It's like, well, it obviously matters to you because you just jumped ahead of me. <laughs> and uh, so that was awkward. But they actually gave me a printed ticket, which was cool. Nice. I wasn't sure that that was going to happen. Yeah, well, you were getting your tickets printed and uh, <laughs> arguing with people in line. <laughs> I went into uh, to the venue. It's, it's interesting. You go into this theater and you go through security, you know, um, metal detectors, right? Yeah. And you have, you have to show them what's in your bag. So we all go in, and this is, and then later on you go and they scan your ticket. So while we're waiting in this little holding area before we go in, I'm like, oh, I got to get my VIP stuff. So I'm looking around. I don't see any VIP. So I'm thinking, well, it's got to be outside before you go into the venue. So I'm looking, and I see it's outside on the other side of the metal detector. Oh no! So I'm like, all right, I'll go, <laughs> I'll go out, and I'll, and I go out to get it, and uh, and I go over to the VIP line, and um, and they're like, okay. Uh, let me see your ID. I give my ID. And then they go, oh, there's four people in your group because it's uh, Jackie, me, Sky, and Steve. And I go, yep. And they go, all four of you have to be here. Oh, my God. Because we have to physically put the pass on. You know, <laughs> you know we have to watch you put the pass on yourself. You know, I guess they're having trouble. I don't know what, they, what that's all about. I mean, where but, else would the pass go? <laughs> You know, it's like, you're going to put it on someone else? Who cares? Right, right. You, you bought the ticket. Right, I, I don't understand that. So Yeah, that doesn't make uh, any sense. So then I had to go and try to flag down Jackie, uh, Sky, and Steve to get over to... So oh they had to God. leave the secure area and come out and, and get all that. We got posters. The posters are really cool. They're uh, Jay Levy. They're Gandhi. Gandhi, Gandhi too. too. Yeah, yeah that, cool. that is a cool design. So then we had to go through... The metal detectors again. I'm going. Well, at least this time we'll pass. <laughs> we, we know we're going to pass. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't need to go through them twice. Um, and then we went into the the venue. I ran into uh, our fan who came all the way up from New York. He's uh, out on Long Island. Adam, who I've met several times on uh, New York City shows. So it was really kind of cool to get to see him. Oh, uh, I wish I could have met Adam. Yeah, he's he's a nice guy. And he he will he'll be there in New York City tomorrow. Oh, good. Too. So Give I don't him a know. sticker. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a a business card. So, but yeah, we gotta st- stack you with some stickers. I need case. some stickers because I was uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> needed a lot. I definitely gave out a ton a ton of business cards. That's great. Today. And they're all just people who are like either listeners or people who are like, oh, I'm totally gonna listen to that. That's so it was great. really cool. Uh, when I went through the metal detector, um, I pulled out. You know, you have to empty your pockets before you go right. through. And um, not trying to flex here, but I do own a pair of AirPods. Ooh. And uh, I pulled out my phone, and along with it, popped out my case of AirPods, landed on the floor, exploded, and the two <laughs> headphones just went different directions. And I'm just like, I'm like, my hands full of stuff, and I'm like fumbling around, like, oh my God, you know, these. Like hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm like, oh my god, I got to try and find these freaking headphones. And you know, luckily I was able to track them down. I mean, they were they're white on the white like uh, uh, floor. I oh, yeah. I thought that I was a, a goner, but luckily I tracked them down. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> 
I ran into you, but I also got in line and I got popcorn uh, because I like eating popcorn. And you really came up to me like the first thing you said is, I didn't know. I've never seen that we're popcorn at a Weird Al show. And I'm like, I eat popcorn all the time at a Weird Al show. See, <laughs> I, I have a very specific uh, regimen when I go to a Weird Al show. I, I don't want to drink too much, first of all, because I don't want to be having to go to the bathroom or having to hold it during the show. And I feel like you, eating popcorn is going to make you drink more, and you're going to, you know, it's it, it's just going to be crunching. You're not going to be able to hear the nuance. Uh, <laughs> popcorn would not be my choice in a Weird Al concert, but I guess during the orchestra part, uh, it does not have I, lyrics and and. Uh, I chewed quietly so the people near me weren't bothered. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm considerate so. of that. I mean, I was on the other side of the theater and I heard some crunching, <laughs> but I can't prove it was you. <laughs> So I was, as I'm heading into the uh, to our seating area, I hit somebody accidentally with my rolled-up poster. <laughs> and I went to go apologize to this person, and it was Bob Groder. Oh. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, turned around, and he was like, oh, Dave. <laughs> so I got to see Bob as well. Um, and you got to hit Bob. I got to hit Bob accidentally, <laughs> Bob. It really was an accident. And uh, so while I'm talking to Bob, I was uh, ran into Rosemary. And I ran into, uh, I noticed that our friend Michelle and her mom, Beverly, were sitting several rows up in front of me. So I, after I was, you know, talking with Bob and Rosemary for a while, I went over and I said hi to Michelle, which was nice because I haven't seen her. She always dresses up in a Like a Surgeon outfit. I don't think, I've only seen her maybe one concert where she doesn't wear this, her scrubs. Her I guess you, scrubs. you could say Like a Surgeon outfit, or you could just say... She dresses in a surgeon outfit. That is true. <laughs> Technically, right? <laughs> but <laughs> she dresses like a like a surgeon, or she also dresses like a surgeon. <laughs> Michelle is is uh, Michelle and her mom Beverly are, are two of the first Weird Al fans that I actually connected with, and and uh, you know after I saw them at multiple shows, were, were some of the first people, and of course she stood out with the <laughs> the surgeon outfit. Uh, some of the first people that I actually made a connection with uh, for other Al fans. So it was really cool. Uh, to get to see them, I thankfully you texted me. I got to run <laughs> over and and say hi to them during intermission. I noticed that the uh, messenger bags are yes. brown still. Okay. Um. So this is the third show in a row. And uh, spoiler alert: I did speak to Marnie, who does the merchandise, and she said they ran out of the tan. The oh. they, as in the merchandise company, ran out of tan. And so brown it is. Oh, so brown is the new brown. <laughs> brown, brown is, is the, the new, new tan. tan. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyone who didn't get tan, uh, sorry, uh, they're gone. So Wow, uh, so tan might be a collector's item. Tan, I think, is the collector's item. Because, nice. you know, you, you expect some of the, the merch to go on Al's website eventually. And um, I would say... If the messenger bags go to Al's website, it will be the brown bag. So interesting. Um, so good thing. See, and you always ask me why do I pick up everything on the first show I go to? Because I'm carrying stuff. I'm lugging around an entire like almost extra suitcase full of, <laughs> of merchandise home on the plane. And this is the reason why. Because you never know. You never know when you go to a concert what's going to be there. I mean, every once in a while they might sell out of something at the concert you want to go to. So I'm always. As a collector, if you see it, that's when you get it. Hey, you you taught me well, Dave. <laughs> I you know my first show, I I went and bought everything and, and stashed it in the car, <laughs> and I'm glad I did because now I have a tan and a brown uh, messenger bag. Right. So the show actually started about ten minutes late. It was supposed to start at eight o'clock. It started at eight ten, which is better than my show last night, which started half an hour late. <laughs> 
I wonder if that was just maybe a casino thing where they just want to make sure give people extra time to gamble. Oh, perhaps, and, yeah, and you know, get to their seats and stuff. And there were, um, I did notice they had um, folks walking around taking drink orders and serving drinks. So maybe they, you know, maybe it's part of that. It could be. Yeah, it was. Like, hey, it was kind of. It's it. you know, it's okay that they start ten minutes late. That's not a big deal. And it's also uh, the seats at this theater. Our seats were really good where I was sitting with uh, you know my group. Uh, but also the seats are r- wide and yeah, the rows there's a are lot really of wide. Like you didn't even have to, if somebody you know wanted to get past you, you didn't have to to get up or anything. You could just remain seated, and there was plenty of room for them to walk by. And there was a little bit of the way that the seating is uh, in this theater is that they're kind of like uh, each row is a little bit higher than the row in the front, mm-hmm. which which is kind of nice because then you were not you know your view was not blocked by anybody sitting. People in front really of you. could be wearing Viking helmets, and they, you could still could. proceed fairly well. And um, the cool thing about where we were sitting too is that even though it would have been fine if there were people that were sitting in front of us, the four seats directly in front of us remained empty during the entire show. So I don't know if that was people who bought tickets and never showed up or if they were reserved for casino comps or tickets that the casino had given out and the people decided not to yeah. come. It, it worked out really well for us. We had a, had a great, <laughs> Put your feet up. And... Well, I mean, you need to put your feet up because That's you had true. an entire That's wide true. row. But yeah, it was really nice that our seat, seats were. And where were you sitting? So I, <laughs> you know, I back when I buy the tickets, I don't always remember where I picked or why I picked what I did. <laughs> but I do know that this show was one I, I added later in my you know agenda, and uh, so a lot of the good seats were gone. So, <laughs> and I like to sit in the aisle. I you know I like to have a little extra room, and I, you know it's easier to you know you know you can instead of being squished if people have to walk by, you can kind of hop up out of the seat. Right. But um, I was in the gym most seat <laughs> on the floor. And uh, it was so funny. I was in the back row before it, you know, got into the the really inclined parts in the back and completely in the back left corner. So I actually had a little railing next to me, which was nice. I could put my notes and my pen there and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> could balance my bottle of water there. It was it was actually pretty nice. You know this this show is is great, and I've seen it from so many different angles now, and it's really it's great from any angle because there's so much to look at. Um, especially with this venue, they have those extra screens, so so anything that you know you need to see, you can see. Um, so it was a good seat. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's really nice of the venue. They had these video screens that were on each side and. It was, again, several cameras, you know, that they would flip through. And that was for a while I was watching, especially during the uh, the symphony. Yeah. You know, part. I was watching it because they were zooming in. You know, they were doing close-ups on uh, on Eric and as well as many, many people in the uh, orchestra itself. And it was kind of nice to get to see, every, you know, all the people that were in the orchestra because sometimes you can't see beyond the first row yeah. you know, of the orchestra yeah. just the way that, that they're let up. So that was kind of cool. What was also uh, <laughs> interesting is that I was watching, you know, the uh, the screens and the close-ups. They always seemed to focus, as they were focusing on the gentleman playing the French horn, it mm-hmm. was exactly as it, he was emptying out his, you know, Spit it's kind valor. of gross, but, but, you know, you basically turn this, the French horn upside down to empty out this. So it's like every time you would go to him, he would be turning his French horn upside down. Going, oh, man, that's like the worst time to go on it. <laughs> so it's kind of gross, but it was... it was. They knew was, what they were doing. It was amusing. <laughs> they could have very well. Eric Roth was our conductor, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, I noticed that right before the orchestra started, some guy yelled out, <laughs> Weirdo! <laughs> 
and yeah. everyone kind of left. Um, well, that's what you kind of get. That's that is uh, one of the disadvantages of a casino show is you <laughs> sometimes get the drunk people yeah. showing up. <laughs> and he yelled. He actually yelled out uh, "Weird Al" a second time, and then I don't know if they somebody told him shut up or whatever because he did, I only heard it twice yeah but, uh, the second time he yelled it was just before Star Wars um, yeah theme so I think either somebody said to him shut up or he maybe passed out who knows <laughs> got kicked exerted out exerted the last know. of his energy reserves cool yeah so of course it starts out with the Raider March and what's kind of cool about this is besides I was watching a lot majority of it on the video screen is also I could really hear the horns on this one yeah I thought that was that was really cool Mission Impossible theme. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and Superman theme, of course, is where the drunk guy <laughs> decided to interrupt again. I, so it's it's interesting because what I listen for in... Obviously, we know what's coming because we've seen the show. I've seen it eight times now. I don't know how many times what you're up to. But it's interesting hearing the audience reaction once they realize <laughs> yes. what it is. And I felt like Superman got... Yes. A, bigger reaction tonight than i've seen it ever get which was really interesting to me yeah no a lot of people recognized it and were pretty much you know, yeah i like that that the first couple notes like people are starting to recognize and all of a sudden they get it and they're like oh this yeah, is great yeah. it's really it's really kind i of love cool. you know when the realization washes over the crowd like <laughs> it's like uh, oh they got it and, uh, yeah. and it's funny because some cities get it sooner or later right. like it's 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 interesting to uh, to watch that yeah uh, and then, of course, it, it finishes up with the uh, Star Wars closing credits. At least by me, there was a standing ovation for the orchestra again. Oh, wow. Several people were were standing up yeah, uh, I'll, just I'll see on the it. orchestra set. So that was, it's always uh, nice to see the orchestra get appreciated for that. Totally. Sure. De- definitely. Um, and then our intermission, of course. Uh, during the intermission, Florian, who came all the way from Germany, who I met on uh, the Mandatory Fun Tour originally, uh, he comes out every once in a while for a couple shows. He was there, and he came over and said hello. Cool. So I got to see Florian, and I got to talk to him later at the VIP party a little longer. But, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's doing great. So I was, I was, again, was not expecting him to be there. Another person is like, I'm glad I got to see him, but I was not expecting him to be there. It was really, really nice. Yeah, I, I was able to uh, go visit um, Michelle and her mom during that intermission, and uh, they were sitting two seats in from the aisle, and I I had to squeeze by the you know the two people to get to them, and her mom Beverly didn't recognize <laughs> me, so she's like, oh, hold on, we're, we're moving, and I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm I don't need you to move. She said, no, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I said, no, I'm here to see you guys, and she's like, Ethan, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they you know I, I haven't seen them in. I don't think I have seen them since the mandatory tour. Wow. If not earlier. Yeah, it could have been longer since I've seen them. So, uh, you know, they're like, are you still in school? I was like, I'm 29. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, that's right. (laughs) Because I met them when I was still in high school. So, you know, the image to them is I'm still in school. But, well, uh, I say you never answered that. Are you still in school? I'm not. Okay. (laughs) I am not. So that was really cool. And then uh, as I was heading back to my seat, I saw Rosemary for a brief second. And uh, (laughs) I was like, I'll talk to you later. But I unfortunately was not able to talk to her later. Uh But looking forward to seeing her in New York. The actual show started at 8.55 p.m., which is the latest I've seen now. The (laughs) house portion start. The, uh, of course, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony into Fun Zone. Uh, One of the first things I noticed as they're coming out is that uh, Monique was not there again. 
Monique was not there again. Yeah, I um, I shared with you, Dave, we got some inside info. Yep. Um, she was set to be there today, uh, her first show back after taking a few off, but her flight got canceled, <laughs> and so she was stuck. Yeah, she wasn't there, but as as I've seen for uh, now three shows, uh, Lisa and Scotty can handle it. And they yeah, they do a great job. So yeah. you know, it's it's a bummer to not have her there, but you know, it certainly doesn't take away from right. I the agree. Show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely agree. And maybe hopefully we'll get to see her in New York City tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> my intel it told me that uh, she she's landing at one thirty. So <laughs> okay. Uh, as see. of right now, it looks like uh, she should have landed. So. Oh, 1.30 a.m., okay. Yes. All right, so hopefully <laughs> hopefully she landed. Hopefully <laughs> she's she not landed. Flo- still floating around in the skies. Um, also noticed another absence, absence of Steve's headphones. Oh, yes, <laughs> Again, of course. Last night he didn't have them, and tonight he didn't have them. I don't remember Vienna if he had them or not. I don't think he did. No, he didn't. So it was just, it, maybe it was just a fluke for those couple shows where he had his headphones, but... Yeah, because I was wondering if in Vienna maybe he just wanted to hear the full 71-piece orchestra without being, you know, uh, obstructed by headphones. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, tonight we had a 41-piece orchestra yes. in, in Mash and Tuck it. You know, what I'm... I, I guess I could Google this, but maybe you know, Dave. When they say 41-piece, does that include Eric, or would it be Eric and 41? I think it's Eric and 41, but I'm not a orchestra expert, so... Well, if you guys are hearing this, um, <laughs> and you are an orchestra expert, <laughs> or you have the Google, <laughs> Andy, let us know. Yes, Fun Zone is just great. Uh, it sounded really great tonight. I lost on Jeopardy. I love Rocky Road, like a surgeon. All good. Nothing. Nothing of note. <laughs> any, any, <laughs> nothing I noticed uh, that was off. Um, we went into Twine Ball, and uh, I, I always love keeping track of what Al says at the beginning. Yep. <laughs> And uh, do you have it written down? I have I I have it. Yeah, pretty much uh, it's paraphrased. But you mash. I, it I wrote it down. I wrote okay. it down. He said, uh, "Mash and Tucket is known for many, many things. <laughs> I could go on for days." <laughs> <laughs> of course, they are not known for the size of their twine balls. So we went into twine ball, uh, yes. biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, and I heard the horn today. Oh, good, cool. Did I, you hear? I wasn't specifically listening for the horn because I was noticing that I really was enjoying the lights on this show. I thought they were kind of really cool looking. And what was kind of cool about them is that the lights actually are that they're putting out over the audience. So it's really hard to tell, but they're actually shaped in the shape of a twine ball. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that tonight too. So I, I could tell in the uh, sometimes it's hard based on how the how the venues. Uh, laid out and whether or not you can actually see the the light patterns but yep. uh, the light patterns are shaped in the shape of a twine ball so that's definitely something else to look forward to <laughs> in this really song, cool. as well as listening for the horn i didn't specifically listen for the horn so i don't i'm glad you got to hear it but i i wasn't listening for it so i don't know <laughs> so on, on the spreadsheet uh folks um <laughs> mark down that ethan heard it and mark down that again dave didn't listen for it <laughs> one more interesting thing about this song is uh of course, he sings in the song 23,140 pounds of string. If you actually look at the the twine ball pictures that they put up, it says 17,140. Hmm. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. Hmm. <laughs> I think we need to get to the bottom we of that. We need to get can... to the bottom of this. We need to go and do an investigative. We need to go lift up that twine ball and see how heavy it is. <laughs> 
I think that uh, he probably, because Al said he got all this information from Roadside America book. My guess is that the Roadside America book has 23,140 listed as the actual uh, you know, size of the, have the weight of this of the uh, twine ball. So I'm guessing mm. that's where he probably got that number from. That's a great question. We need to get <laughs> to the bottom of this. This doesn't have to do with twine ball, but I, uh, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Jim's got a cool jacket. I like, <laughs> you know, he wears the same jacket. It's it's like kind of his thing for this show, and it's this cool, like I guess greenish jean jacket with like metal spikes on it and stuff. Like it's oh, cool. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you need to pay attention better. Oh, well. it's, it's cool. <laughs> oh, and I do want to note. Um, we noted that uh, Steve did not have his headphones. Uh, Jim still had his haircut. <laughs> <laughs> his hair did not magically grow out overnight. No, it didn't. So you can add that to the spreadsheet. <laughs> Uh, Word Crimes was next. Yes. I wasn't sure, but I thought I heard a little flub from Al. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. What did you think you heard? For the line where it says, uh, you know, don't write words using numbers unless right. you're seven. I thought I heard him say lesser fewer. I, th- I heard him start to sing the lesser oh, fewer okay. line. And then I saw him turn back, look at the screen. He saw that there was the big, like, colorful seven. And then he just said, unless you're seven. <laughs> so I, I, I could be totally wrong. Um, but that possible. I mean, it's, you know, he could definitely have, uh, well, I didn't catch that. But yeah, I mean, I I'm wasn't not, sitting I'm there, like, doubting you. waiting for him. But it, it, like, I just, that was my impression. That's what I thought. But who knows? Uh, drum solo was next. It was a great drum solo. It was really, it was great. And then, of course, we rolled into Jurassic Park. Yes, yes, Jurassic Park. All Such right, we need to song. know what color was Al's drink. Everyone needs to know for the the thing. And unfortunately for the listeners, Dave and I have decided that this is <laughs> information that we are going to charge for. Uh, no, it was orange. Yeah, and <laughs> it was an orange slice on it too. So it was orange, oranger than orange, orange slice. Orange than orange slice, and it it's. Uh, Still that same cup with the <laughs> little, like, flowers on it. And there's something I noticed during the Jurassic Park video that I meant to bring up on a previous episode, but I made the note tonight. At the end, as the helicopter, like, starts flying away, there's a dinosaur that holds up a sign that says, don't forget to write. Right. And he's crying because he's sad that his friends right. are leaving. But then immediately after that, the T-Rex eats and kills all of his friends. <laughs> and I'm just... My heart breaks for this Aww. poor dinosaur who... He may not have seen them die, but he's now, you know, he's already crying because he misses them. And now he's going to, you know, he ha- he made all this effort to make that sign <laughs> to say, don't forget to write. And now these people are not able to write. And he's going to think they just forgot about him. Wow, that's really sad. <laughs> yeah. So start paying attention to that, Dave. That is and sad. You can, I feel be, bad for that poor dinosaur. He's already now. crying. Like, he, you know, he obviously didn't eat them. Because <laughs> um, they wouldn't be trying to escape if he ate them. So, Aww. yeah. So, poor dinosaur. Jurassic Park is not just a fun, happy song, Dave. There's some <laughs> real deep down emotions happening <laughs> during the song. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the movie Jurassic World, right? Uh, which is kind of a follow up to the Jurassic Park movie. Is it the 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 newest one or the yeah, second the, newest uh, one? I think it's the was uh, the sec the uh, middle one the second news one but uh, okay, I did see in, that, in one yeah. of the scenes um, there they have uh, some I think it's that movie they have somebody wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt um, you know and they're like don't you know that people died 
<laughs> so every time I see someone wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt, I feel like going up to saying, saying don't you know Pete, that people died? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so that's now. Now I have another reason to uh, to go up and say, "Don't you know that people died because they were eaten in the helicopter yeah. in the Jurassic Park video?" That poor guy's friend. That, that poor dinosaur's friends. Don't download this song. I think that song is like kind of a sleeper. You know that in that people like will listen to it or they're here for the first time at the concert if they're not familiar with it and mm-hmm. they'll immediately kind of fall in love with it because I always yeah. hear people like cheering and and getting. You know, excited about hearing that song and it's just it's really cool just how i think that al putting that song in uh really you know for its its orchestration and everything is just i think it's going to bring a lot of fans to that song yeah it's it's you know it's definitely an an overlooked song it's not one that you hear mentioned on top 10 lists or you don't really hear much about it but it's always been a great song, and I feel like when people started hearing the set list for the first time, they're like, why did he include this song? Right. And once you see it performed live, there's no question why it was included. Oh, yeah, it's an amazingly beautiful song, and really funny. People are laughing. The woman a woman in the row ahead of me gasped when <laughs> when the song started, and I saw her uh, singing along to the whole, whole thing, so it's really cool. We then got into Weasel Stomping Day, yes. and uh, again, with the two backup singers, I was wondering how it was going to go, Yeah, putting, like... putting the uh, <laughs> the Viking helmet on. Again, I, mean. I think Al anticipated his uh, Viking helmet to be in a different spot than Lisa had it placed was, it. <laughs> the two of them did better tonight than they did in, in New Hampshire, uh, so that was fun to see <laughs> and watch for. So and That's another reason why we need Monique back, because we need someone to be able to put Al's uh, Viking helmet on his head correctly. Yes. <laughs> that is the only reason they had three uh, backup singers. Not four, not two, three. I don't know if you've been doing this, Dave. I, I've pitched this as a thing, is to stomp when they say stomp twice in the song. I've been doing it, and I enjoy it very much. Well, good. So I'm glad that you're hope, enjoying that. I hope that I hope that I you did, and everyone I, else will start. <laughs> I did uh, stomp for one of the stomps. Oh, good. So. Yeah. I mean, they come up quick. So my advice is to keep your foot raised. <laughs> as soon as they say stomp, you stomp. What I love about this song is that there's these professional musicians, uh, Al, you know, Jim, and Steve, <laughs> you know, standing up on stage. And they're rocking their heads back and forth with Viking helmets on. It just <laughs> it's just that juxtaposition of that that always that that makes me laugh. You know more than just enjoying the song for being the song is that you know these professional musicians and people who really take their work Grammy award yeah, winning Grammy award winning Grammy award nominated who really take their uh, profession seriously are doing this funny little thing. <laughs> it's like the same thing on the tour where uh, they were doing I Want a New Duck and everyone's up there quacking. It right. makes me laugh every time. I <laughs> I see uh, Jim, Steve, and Al bobbing their heads back and forth for Weasel stopping there. That makes me laugh, too. <laughs> he says, uh, you know, Bermuda and Steve are going to leave um, now, uh, so we're going to have to make do with the 48 people who are on stage. <laughs> and I counted, I counted 47. You actually counted uh, everybody well, in your orchestra? I assumed 41 people. I assumed that Eric was not part of that 41, so 42. Then we have, so 42, Al, Jim, Ruben stays on stage. And so that's what? I'm already lost track. 42, <laughs> 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, Lisa, and Scotty. So he may have been counting Monique. He may have been counting Monique. 
Or he counted himself twice. Or he was, yeah, he might have been Or he counted Hawkeye. <laughs> He's counting Monique there in spirit, I think. Yeah. Uh, you don't love me anymore. We got, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but Al had, to, of course, smashes the guitar. Scotty was actually up on stage, and she screamed, right, as he was about <laughs> to smash the guitar. So. <laughs> I love that. So was, she, was, she was either genuinely scared, which she should be, or <laughs> uh, she, or she's, you know, hamming it up for the for the entertainment value, but it was. Uh... I would love to know if the first time they performed that song, <laughs> if they were aware what he was going to do. <laughs> I hope he would tell them. <laughs> so okay, so then we went into the oboe solo. Yes, which was the great. Oboe solo. And you know, I've seen in other cities where they do a, an orchestra solo, and uh, the person like kind of stands and enjoys it, and you know, <laughs> tries to lengthen a little bit. Um, our oboe soloist tonight, she popped up, she did her solo, she sat right back down. She was not wasting any time. <laughs> no, no, she's like, I'm getting this over with. Oh, and I, we do, ha- I do oh, have her okay. name. Um, her name is Lauren Shamu. Oh, nice. And, uh, Al did introduce her at the end of the show, but yes. I feel it makes sense to put it in. Sure. All right, so in Tacky, he went, uh, <laughs> first thing he did is he goes out and he, he started badgering the security guard sitting right up in front of the stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is always a fan favorite. He was sitting on the security guard for a little while. The security guard was, was laughing at yeah. that a lot. So uh, it's, it's always a fan favorite when he does uh, go out and, and, and uh, hassle the security. Uh, I, so I saw him do something to you guys. Uh, well, before he got to us, he stole the, uh, someone's baseball hat. Yes, put it on. <laughs> he was wearing an Expos hat for a while. So I know that's going to, uh, you know, conflict with the Cubs hat that David Bowe was wearing in, in, <laughs> in, UHF. in UHF. And actually, the Expos are no longer even a team anymore. They're now uh, moved to Washington into the Washington Nationals. So uh, somebody an old school Expos hat on, which mm-hmm. Al stole. Uh, but yes, the, as he came up, he did, uh, st- again, I noted that we had four empty seats directly in front of us. Well, Al noted that too as he was coming up. And he basically stood on the the seats directly in front of Jackie and just started singing to her and dancing and everything. I don't know how it came across on the video screen, but, uh, oh, but it, was, awesome. it was a very awesome to kind of see him, him do that directly in front of us. <laughs> so again, I think that uh, if Jackie was here, she would say that Tacky was, again, her favorite song of the night just for the interaction <laughs> she got on that song again. Um, the same as what she got, or, or similar action as what she got in uh, Pittsburgh. Totally. And uh, he went up to an usher and he started singing and I don't think she realized that he was singing (laughs) right next to her because she turned her head and saw him right there and she jumped. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny. Yeah, the audience interaction uh, tacky is just is absolutely amazing. And it's I'm so, so glad, much fun. I'm so glad they have those video screens because the entire audience gets to see it. Yeah. It's, re- it's really cool. So I was um, just coming off two shows in a row where there was streamers oh. shot for Harvey. So I was wondering, is this going to be a hat trick? Am I going to get streamers for Harvey once again? <laughs> and I did not. You did not get streamers. The note I wrote on my pad is, no Fetty. No Fetty. <laughs> I put an apostrophe before the F in Fetty. So no confetti, no streamers. Yeah. I was kind of cool about this one, though, as he's introducing it, is that uh, the orchestra actually stood up when he says, I'm going to do this with the entire 41-piece orchestra. Oh, yeah, that was cool. So it's kind of cool. They don't always do that, and I don't know if it's... Uh, 
personal preference of the orchestra or or what, or if they try to work it ahead of time. But uh, it's kind of cool that that they do get a little recognition, or they did get a little recognition today for that. And, but yes, as you said, no streamers. <laughs> and uh, Jackson Park Express uh, again. Uh, this song gets a lot of cheers. Yeah, as it's going on. It's it's again. I think this might be another one of those uh, sleeper hits. It's like a dark horse that right. rides rides up behind everyone and right, that people blows like, oh, their okay, this song off. this song's interesting. And then as it goes on and on, it just keeps getting more and more. You know people sucked into it and really yeah. enjoying it just musically and lyrically and everything it's just it's a great song and every time I hear it I like it more and more it's really cool and I always pick up especially on today's show I was picking up on a lot of the backing vocals that were going on mm. and I was really enjoying that show next up something I was curious in in that the video Get the clip spreadsheets out <laughs> of uh, the epic rap battles and of course I had mentioned uh on a previous bonus episode that there's a word crime in the actual video clip of whether it says a fact with an a or e fact with an e and again it says a fact so i'm guessing that al's fine with that word crime and not going to fix it (laughs) (laughs) you know there is another word crime in there that i've noticed a few times and uh, I was able to see tonight. I don't have the. I, I can't sing the lyrics perfectly with this song, but there is a part where he says something, something guy, and guy is capitalized. But I don't believe he is speaking about a proper name, guy. I think he's oh, okay. just referring to a guy. So um, guy should not be capitalized. Uh, not as devastating of a, <laughs> a word crime, but nevertheless a word crime. Interesting. Um, Unless he's speaking to someone named Guy and there's something <laughs> about a person named Guy uh, with Bill Nye, I'm not aware of. Right. Uh, smells like Nirvana. And every time I hear this song, I, I really like it. It's just, it sounds so, so amazing with the orchestra. Up until that point, that was my favorite song of the night, although I will change that. <laughs> okay. All right. I always love seeing where the cup goes, and uh, the audience is actually kind of far from Al, so he tossed it, but it, it just bounced off a guy in the front row, um, which is great. I, I love watching that. During the video clips, there's something I've been wanting to, to bring up. Yep. Uh, during the Johnny Bravo clip, yes, uh, they say, we need to go help the Powerpuff Girls. They could use some fingers. <laughs> I don't watch the Powerpuff Girls, so I don't know how to answer that. Please... Welcome our special guest <laughs> once again to the podcast. It's amazing how she always knows exactly where when <laughs> when she's needed on the podcast. Jackie Rossi yeah, to tell. explain the Powerpuff Girls reference. All right, so um, the Powerpuff Girls when they're drawn, their hands are just circles. They don't have fingers when they're drawn out. So when he says they could use some fingers, he literally means. They don't have any fingers. Right. So it's just, they need some fingers because, you know, how they pick stuff up, I don't know. They just pick <laughs> them up. You know, they pick stuff up just with their little round hands. <laughs> They're the Powerpuff Girls. They can do anything. <laughs> no, they oh, no, can't no, do no, anything. No, 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 no. That's Weird Al Don Knotts and the Blue Falcon. <laughs> so it's it's... Lacking context, lacking context, it's a weird line. <laughs> uh, but thank you for giving us the context. So it's no longer weird to us or our listeners. <laughs> Anytime, man. Anytime. Thank you. <laughs> Dare to be stupid. I felt that this song had a kind of weird start to it. I don't know if you kind of picked up on that. It was just something was off in the very beginning of the song. But after that, it fixed it uh and i really um i was watching al a lot during this song watching his hand movements and everything and <laughs> the, the lighting on it was 
for me it was very it was for some reason extra bright on this song um, and very flashy like a lot of strobe effects to it which you know wasn't an issue but it you know it was kind of it was a little bit different lighting than I was used to for this song too yeah uh, as you know I, I like to do some of Al's hand mo- movements for this song the uh, spitting on a fish and barking up a tree and I just have so much fun doing those so I, I think I'm going to try and do more of Al's hand movements <laughs> in my seat and weird out the people around me <laughs> it's just it's fun <laughs> he does some fun stuff and of course i still do the uh can i have a volunteer I raise my hand but i did get that from the the uh the backup singers they did invent that nice uh white and nerdy crowd favorite yes this was definitely a, a crowd favorite and up until this point again my favorite uh what i kind of i really felt the bass in this song i could actually feel the ground in my the seats by me kind of shaking on hmm. this song that's how that's how at least where i was i could feel the, the bass in the seats and everything it was it was very bass heavy but it, it was still enjoyable to me and enjoyable to the people around me they were loving it too next up we have the weird video clip the fake movie trailer every time i see this because Aaron Paul, of course, plays Weird Al in the mm, in the clip. Yeah, I, I think of Breaking Bad, and there's another actor, <laughs> who, the actor who plays Badger, who's also in in the the weird uh, Matt Jones. He's he's in there too. So I always kind of think of Breaking Bad, and it reminds me of a conversation we had about. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> how would we cast UHF, UHF using, using uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad characters? characters which uh, we may have to get to at some point on the podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting conversation and some very fitting actors, actually. Yeah, some tough decisions. It's a very it's a very interesting conversation we had. We'd love to be able to share it with you sometime. There's two things about the weird video that yeah. bug me. First one is there are no quotes in Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> um, that's just a pet peeve of mine. And then... When it says he's performed over a thousand shows, I feel like that's just too low of a number. Well, it is, but at, this is an older clip, so uh, yeah, at the time it was probably a thousand was the appropriate number, but now it's probably closer to fifteen hundred or two thousand, even. I would think it's like five thousand. No, I, it's not that. It's not that high, but well, it's it's certainly. We have the data on <laughs> the website. We need to figure this out. Yes, I think that we're going. If to someone have else to have, can do this for us. I think that we're going to have to sit uh, Frank on this one and actually sit <laughs> go through where. WeirdAl.com and count every single show that uh, Weird Al. We wouldn't even have to count them. We just stick them in a spreadsheet. So if someone does that, free sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Save Frank some time. Amish Paradise, huge hit, a lot of cheers, and this song was my favorite of the night. Yeah, you can't beat Amish Paradise. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like people are the most excited. Out of any song for Amish Paradise. Yeah. Maybe even more so than Saga Begins. <laughs> I, I don't know. I it's, mean, Saga Begins, as soon as that starts, people whip out their phones and start recording it. I don't know if, if Amish Paradise beats that. What do you think? It's tough. I think a lot of maybe the uh, the Saga Begins, because it has extra characters up on stage right. with the 501st. It's, it's visually maybe a little bit more uh, something you might want to capture on a video or a picture right. than Amish Paradise. Sometimes the lighting in Amish Paradise, it's a little bit hard because he's dressed all in black to also right. take pictures of that. So <laughs> it, it could be that uh, too. But yeah, it's tough between what the crowd favorite is, whether it's, it's Amish Paradise or Visaka Begins or Yoda. It, it's really... Yeah. It, it could be I mean, it could be any song in the entire set yeah. list, honestly, because they're just... They all sound so amazing with the orchestra, and he does do almost all the hits. 
So. During the Amish vamp, um, <laughs> and as Al's introducing people, he introduced <laughs> Eric as Arnie Roth. And then he said, he's like, oh, wait, uh, I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I say, so that's why we think we had Eric Roth as our conductor, <laughs> although he was introduced as Arnie Roth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looked like Eric. He looked like Eric to me. <laughs> It did not look like Arnie, but maybe Arnie got his hair cut, too. Yeah, Arnie, that's Arnie true. might look like that's Eric. True. We don't know. Um, and then, of course, Al introduced uh, Lauren Shamu on Oboe, and then uh, we knew the rest of everyone else, so he didn't have to, <laughs> to do that. So uh, he comes back after the standing ovation that he got for the uh, the encore, and, of course, uh, Rubemperer comes out, and he did something a little bit different today. Uh, yeah, with, with uh, his routine, and he still did the you know point to the audience and, and get different section of the audience uh, cheering. And usually he does the left side and the right side, and he splits the the theater down the middle. This time he actually split the theater into four different sections. Yeah, he went uh, both left and right, and as well as you know the lower floor seats and the balcony, which was a uh, really kind of interesting. Fun. He was, I think, he was really getting into it more than <laughs> usual tonight. Yep. Then uh, for uh, Saga Begins, we had four. Four stormtroopers, then Vader, then three more stormtroopers, then Boba Fett. There was some sort of thing on the outfit. Because actually, yeah, actually, Boba Fett was at the uh, VIP uh, signing session. Yeah. And uh, I did take a picture with the, this character, and I did ask them about the, what's going on with that display that you have on your chest. And he did uh, say that uh, it was, you know, just the bounty hunter's uh, identification number. That was on there. Hmm. And then, yes, of course, R2-D2. Mm-hmm. What was interesting is that <laughs> you always <laughs> point out that because their characters, they're all wearing um, helmets, you know, and you know, they can't really see very well because the stage is dark. They're looking out in the dark. And they can't really see the way they're standing up on stage. They can't really see each other. Right. So one of the stormtroopers was starting uh, early with his dancing, his or her <laughs> dancing. And uh, it, it started rocking their head back and forth and it was kind of funny and then that all same stormtrooper was also very energetic during <laughs> during the rest of the so i'm thinking that was a weird owl fan under there and just was really got into the moment <laughs> i noticed that um the uh troopers on the gym side of the stage yes were way more into the dancing they were like more synchronized they were actually doing different dances than the other uh, side it was it was really fun to watch yeah for the most part uh the stormtroopers were pretty much in sync throughout the entire song i thought and especially during the arm waving again you know it's hard to to, to coordinate everybody yeah, oh, totally uh but i mean for the most part they were probably the most in sync that i've seen stormtroopers in a while and even the audience therefore was able to kind of follow along and when they were doing the arm waving were also in sync which is always kind of cool. So I did wave my arms this time because there were a lot of people that were, were waving their arms. So get those spreadsheets out. Dave, do you do you have the answer to this? Was there a Steve Trooper Boop? There, was a, there was a Steve Trooper Boop. There was boop. a Trooper Boop. <laughs> I forgot to check last night, but tonight there definitely was Trooper Boop registered <laughs> trademark. So I, in speaking to Kat, she observed that R2-D2 perhaps ran out of batteries and died on stage. Um, oh, I, I didn't see that. <laughs> and uh, she said that, that, that the uh, the lights went out, and uh, that's why there was someone like physically pulling R2 off rather than hmm. uh, driving him off. So well, I, I didn't observe that myself. 
Um, but she knows a lot more about Star Wars than I do. So. <laughs> well, that's interesting because, well, Art, if he did die, he was revived because he was at the uh, VIP oh, good. party good. and imperfectly functioning. <laughs> I did take a picture with him and uh, he was alive the entire party oh, all the way through to the end, which I'll get to uh, as we get to that part of their review. Um, I do have another little story about R2D. Okay. <laughs> Uh, of course, we go into some more Ruben Perer nonsense, <laughs> followed by Yoda. Yeah. Give your spreadsheet out. He said, do it better. Do it better. For the second verse, he said, do it better. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, about it is that uh, at the end of the song, of course, he usually says, thank you, uh, and then whatever cities he, he's in. And this time he actually said, thank you, Foxwoods. Yes. So he did not say thank you, Mash and Tucket. He did mention Mash and Tucket earlier, as we noted in uh, the Twine Ball song. So we but, know he knows how to pronounce it. So yes, he did. But it was again. I think most people think of this as Foxwoods, right? If you say I'm going to Mash and Tucket, people look at you like, "What are you talking about?" If you say I'm going to, yeah, Foxwoods, is Mash and Tucket literally just Foxwoods, or is there an actual? It's a, if there's a reservation, an okay, Indian reservation, okay. yeah. Uh, but I don't know how far it extends outside of Foxwoods property, but. But yeah, it's known best for Foxwoods. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we got actual confetti at yes. the end. We got confetti a lot. And there was a lot of confetti because we were out as we were walking uh, up for the VIP. There was, uh, we were walking through the first several rows and the entire floor was just covered with <laughs> confetti. That's uh, awesome. So I did see as we were waiting for the uh, theater to clear out, I did meet a friend of mine, Tim Labonte, who I'd never actually met before, but I've only known him on. Uh, on Facebook. So I did get to say hi to Tim for the first time and he's there with his friend JD. And this so. is a star-studded event for yeah, Big Weird Al fans. Say, I would think that, you know, this would happen at, I knew this would happen at places like Philly and I think it would happen again in New York City. But it's nice. Hey, Foxwoods is a great place if you want to see a concert. I mean, it's indoors. It's it's a nice, beautiful theater it was and uh, spacious and the, I thought it, the sound was amazing for this concert. I thought yeah. it was one of the best sounding ones that I've heard with a you know forty one piece orchestra. I do I mention um, after the show I, uh, we got to see Jeremy Samples. Um, I know we didn't have VIPs, so we weren't able to uh, hang out with with you guys. But I, I did get to spend some time okay, with Jeremy, and, and we talked to Marnie a little bit. Your after show experience was different than my after show experience. I got to meet Jeremy Samples. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get his autograph or a picture. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what they did is, is I had uh, VIP passes for this one. So what we did is, is they kind of heard, and there's about 200 people at this VIP party. It was a very big party as far as uh, these VIP parties goes. But it was nice because Foxwoods has the room for it. Like they have a whole bunch of conference rooms or ballrooms set up, which they could kind of divide into any size room that they want. And there's so there's a huge big ballroom that they took us to. Um, it was a, a little bit of a walk to actually get there, but Foxwoods is very spread out, and everything is a little bit of a walk. And uh, the room was, was big, and, and you kind of went in. There was a lot of tables. There's actually extra seats at the tables. They had pizza that um, was, I assume, cooked by Foxwoods. Uh, it was actually really good pizza. But we were sitting at a table, and because uh, there were extra, there's room, we could kind of sit, and then we could kind of decide, well, I'm going to go <laughs> grab people that I want to sit with. Right. So we, we went and we grabbed uh, Michelle and Beverly, and of course I was sitting with Sky, Steve, and Jackie. I did uh, get to talk to Bob for a little while when I was going up getting my pizza, um, and I did uh, get a photo with uh, R2-D2. Excellent. Which uh, 
which was really kind of cool. Also, uh, well, I went through and I talked to Florian for a while too. So I did get to talk to Florian for a little while and he's, uh, he was in for a couple shows and uh, he's off to like a tennis match tomorrow. So I, I was great that I did get to see him because uh, I won't get to see him again till the next tour, most mm-hmm. likely. We went through the line uh, and got our photos and we we're trying to decide what would be funnier is if I went up with Sky and introduced Sky as my wife and, and <laughs> Steve and introduced Jackie as, as his wife. <laughs> or if uh, if we should just go if Jackie and I should just go up together and do Dave and Ethan pose <laughs> like our character. So we decided to do the Dave and Ethan pose. And so, of course, I went up and said, Al, you've met Ethan, which confused him (laughs) because it clearly wasn't you. It was Jackie there. He kind of played along. (laughs) And, of course, you kind of rush through the picture line quickly because they want to get through everybody and then be able to pack up the cameras and all the... the stuff associated with the photos. So uh, we went back to our seats, and that's when, you know, kind of got to to hang out for a little while with everybody. Um, And our photos came out absolutely great, so (laughs) I'm I'm glad we we went with that option. (laughs) (laughs) And we went through the photo line. They were, I mean, the autograph line, they were kind of pulling people up by tables. So we were the last table that was pulled up. And uh, meanwhile, while we're waiting for everyone to go through, Boba Fett was there. So I did get to uh, to take a picture. <laughs> and I did note about the uh, digital display that this character had on his chest, which was kind of, he explained to me was, again, the code for the bounty hunter. You know, this the uh, number for the bounty hunter. As they called up our table, I was literally the last person in line. <laughs> okay. That was not planned. But that was literally the last person in line. And what was also interesting was I was trying to decide what I should get Al to sign, if anything. I don't always have Al sign stuff. And the, the piece of orchestra uh, sheet music that I got was, and I love it when I get these because they're, they're always pretty much randomly given out. But uh, I got the first sheet to Jackson Park Express. Cool. Which I love. But I already had that. So I actually have a duplicate of that. So I might be looking to trade for somebody who uh, has another song that I need. So I'm going to probably put that out, a trade request for that. If you have another song, the first page of another song, and you're interested in uh, Jackson Park Express, I would would, uh, would like to set up a trade with you. So again, I was, just, I was literally last in line, which was cool because I did get, and now I always, takes as much time as you want with people but i did get to talk to al for an extended period of time so that was really cool there cool. we talked a little bit about the podcast and uh he you know, has been listening which is really cool and he uh noted a couple things that uh about specifically about the john dupre interview which is the current interview that's out current episode that's out as, as of a the recording. recording of this podcast. So it was really kind of great to get to, to hear his comments on a couple things that he told me about, uh, you know, working with John. And, of course, we talked a little bit about our future guest, uh, David Bell, as well. So it was really... Future for the recording for of this podcast. Right. <laughs> Should already be out by the time we, we put this podcast out there. So uh, the last little bit was that the gentleman who was controlling the R2-D2 was the last really person in the entire ballroom that was not Al or jw or, or me or or jackie or sky or steve so uh jw's like why don't you come over and meet this guy so he goes over and and the guy was really happy he's like i'll probably never get to do this so can i just give you a hug al so al gave him a hug and then jw's like, no i actually meant r2d2 <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah of course but 
Al went over and took a couple of pictures with R2D2. So that was that's um, great. really cool. So tomorrow we are in New York City. Yes, Queens. Queens, New York City, Forest Hill Stadium, which is going to be really hot. Now, another thing Al said to me is that I have to go to this concert tomorrow. You don't have to go to this concert tomorrow. <laughs> he said, unless you want to see me die of heat stroke. <laughs> Because it's going to be like 100 degrees. There is no cover over top of the audience. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming, hoping there's a cover over top of the stage for Al's part. But even if there is, he's up on that stage, you know, being full energy and just occasionally even wearing outfits and stuff. Right. And he's just, I can't imagine that, you know, putting on that performance is really taxing just in air conditioning for Al. So I, I, <laughs> I'm hoping he stays well hydrated and he doesn't overdo it. If he does overdo it, we will have a very special uh, episode <laughs> about that but we're hoping that we don't have to have that episode so let's wrap this up we will talk to you all tomorrow that was Dave Nathan's 2008 Out Podcast episode 16 are you still in school I was like I'm 29 <laughs> <laughs>